0: Please stand for the reading of God's word. 6-11. <clears throat> the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Johash the Bizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat and a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat, and from an ephah of flour he made bread without yeast, putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of the Lord said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid, you are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it stands in Ophrah of the Abizorites. (laughs) Um, The word of the Lord.
1: good morning so good to be with you again uh, today uh, before I get started uh, let me uh, just take a moment here and, and say thank you so much to this congregation for being so good to Covenant College uh, you, you support us well you, you love us well I know many of our people worship here and it's uh, just a, a delight to be able to, to be here this morning opening, God's Word to a congregation that I already have a, an affinity for, and so it's, it's great to be here. So thank you very much for, for loving Covenant College uh, like I love Covenant College. Uh, before we get started here, uh, let's just take a moment, and you know, we just had God's Word read to us, and I'm about to uh, preach. Uh, but let's just take a moment, go to the Lord, ask Him, uh, just to quiet our hearts. To, to, you know, it's the Word of God, and, and, and He wants to speak to us. A- and let's, let's just take a moment, and ask Him, what do you have for me today? And, and make ourselves there uh, for the Lord. So let's, let's take a moment and, and pray silently. What a wonderful privilege we have, Lord, to come this morning and hear from you. You love your people. But you want your people to hear that. So, Lord, this morning, will you speak clearly to us? May we be transformed by the power of your gospel. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been afraid? Worried that circumstances in your life are far greater than what you know what to do with? Have you ever been fearful that Everything that you wanted in one particular arena of your life was going to fall apart. Chances are, the answer is yes. All of us get there at one point or another. And this is where we find our our friend Gideon uh, this morning. uh, As a a preacher, this is always an odd thing, right? Right? I really want us to cover chapter 6, 7, and 8 in the book of Judges, uh, but we're not going to read it all, and that's not because I think I can do it better than what the Lord has, has written, but but uh, just some different things I want us to, to highlight. But uh, we we just read the account of the angel of the Lord coming to Gideon and, and calling Gideon to, to come and, and do the Lord's bidding, but... This is a few things I want to make sure we understand. If we would have read the first 10 verses of of chapter 6, we would have seen that that every year for the past seven years, uh, Israel's rival, uh, the Midianites, had come over into Israel and had taken all their crops from them. And Gideon is so frustrated about this. He's so frustrated about it that uh, the angel of the Lord comes, and, and where does he find Gideon? What's he doing? Well, he he's actually uh, it's 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 the, the he's he's working on the wheat, and, and you know you'd go up on the hillside and you'd throw the wheat up, and, and the wind would blow the chaff away, and, and then you'd collect the wheat uh, for for uh, to make bread or whatever. But Gideon is actually not up on the hillside. With his wheat, he's he's down in a wine press. That's not how you do this. He's the, the wine press is down low, so nothing can get into it and, and nobody can really see it or whatever. He he's hiding from the Midianites. He he's afraid. He's afraid that they're gonna come and then he's gonna take their lunch one more time. They've done it every year for the past seven years, and he is scared and this this great irony of how the angel of the Lord approaches Gideon. He, he comes to him, and, and he says, O mighty warrior, or, or better translator, o, o mighty man of valor. You know, Gideon's a lot of things on this particular morning, but the one thing he's not feeling like is a mighty man of valor. He's He's hiding, doing his chores right now. And, and yet the angel of the Lord comes to him and that's, that's how he addresses him. And, and Gideon, uh, in verse 13 here, uh, says to, to the Lord, well, it's, it's the thing we always say to the Lord also, right? He says to the Lord, if you love us. Why is this bad stuff happening to us? I I don't get it. I don't get it. And how often are we that way, the Lord, where we come to the Lord and say, I just don't understand, Lord. Why why is this really scary thing happening in my life? I, I, I love you I love my spouse. I love my family. Uh, I go to church on Sundays. I pray. You know, I, 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 I try to work hard. I try, I try to be a good person. And yet, this bad, scary stuff has come into my life. Why? You know, that, that's, that's what Gideon is essentially asking right here. And I suspect, if we're honest with ourselves, that's that's the question all of us ask from time to time. We're, we're we got this internal struggle, wondering, does God really love us? Does does he does he really care about what's going on in my life? And, and God answers Gideon in, in, in verses. 14 through 16, and, and, and he says basically, Gideon, I know that you're hurting, and I, I know that you're scared, and I'm going to take you, Gideon, hiding in the wine press uh, to work on your wheat. Uh, I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna use you to free your land of the Midianites forever. And, and, and obviously this has Gideon really confused. And, 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 but that's the way the Lord works. He, he uses the weak for his purposes. Now, I don't know about you, but if you ever feel like you are not worthy to serve the Lord, uh, that's exactly who the Lord uses to serve him. You think you don't know enough, that you don't trust him enough, that that something has happened in your past, that you've done something in your past, and the Lord will never get over that. Uh, That's just not true. The Lord uses weak and broken and, and fearful people to do his work. When I first started thinking about going to seminary, it was... 1994, and I jumped right on it and took my first class in 1998, and it was four years of fear that the Lord might ask me to stand up in front of people and preach his word. And finally, I said, he's not stopping, I better go, and so I went, and and, but You know, I had forgotten that the Lord uses the weak uh, for his glory. And, and, you know, God sees, when he looks at at us, he sees redeemed, justified, righteous people that are in his Son. And he sees us as his children. And he doesn't see us as broken children. Not good for any service type of people. So as Gideon is here listening to all this, the Lord, you know, he he's he's forgotten the great things that the Lord has done before him. That's often what we do. Uh, He's he's fearful, like we often are, and he's frustrated that this is happening in his life, like. We, we often are. And, and so Gideon does the, the thing that, that we know we're not supposed to do. And, and he basically says, okay, Lord, give me a sign. Let, let, let me know. Let me know for sure that this is you. And, and, and so uh, the, the Lord says, fine. Uh, and, and so Gideon goes, makes this little meal, and he brings it back out. And the angel of the Lord just kind of taps it and it all flames up and goes away, and right then Gideon's like, oh, I've been in the presence of the Lord, uh, and and the Lord says, don't fear not, I'm not going to kill you, I'm just trying to get your attention so you'll come do what I need you to, and then, uh, Gideon, uh, over in uh, later in the the chapter that we part we have not read, but you know this part. Uh, Gideon says to the Lord, "Okay, I'm I'm ready to serve you. I just need you to do one thing for me." And she said, "I'm I'm going to lay out this fleece tonight, and, and if it's wet in the morning and the ground is dry, uh, th- then I'll know for sure that you're calling me to do this." And, and, and so. The Lord says, alright. And Gideon gets up the next morning and lo and behold, the fleece is, is wet and the ground is dry and and, and it's like, oh, alright, Gideon, exactly what you asked for, you ready? And, and and Gideon goes, yeah, I'm ready. Well, just one more thing. You, you know, maybe somebody spilled the water on the, the fleece. How, how about we do it the other way around tonight? And And the fleece is dry, and the ground all around it's wet. Then I'll know. And, 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 and the Lord humors him, and he does that. And getting gets up the next morning, and he finds that. And 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 sometimes in our mind we're like, "That's what I need. That's what I need. I need it." If the Lord would just do a sign for me, then I would know that that. That, that's what He wants. But let me tell you, that's just not true. Jesus Himself walked amongst people. And He did many signs and miracles. And they still did not believe. In fact, we're told it to, it's, it's a wicked generation that asks for a sign. So, so don't, don't try to tell yourself you don't have enough evidence... To, to follow the Lord when He's calling you to do His work. It's, everything you need is right here in this book. And you don't need any other signs. You don't need to be weak like Gideon. So, the Lord gives Gideon everything he needs in verse 16 of chapter 6. He says... The Lord said to him, but I will be with you. But I will be with you. The Lord never calls us to go do something and then sends us out alone. He he calls us and he's with us as we go and do his work. Gideon is still quite fearful. And and the Lord is saying, I will be with you. When when I was uh, in elementary school, uh, there was a fellow in my class, uh, Don Van Horn, who existed for the purpose of being a bully to everyone else in the class. Don was two years older than us in fifth grade, and I'm convinced it's because all he did was be a bully, and he never did any of his studies. So kids, don't be a bully. Do your studies. Uh, parents, that's, that's, I've done a great parenting job for you today. I've, uh, but yeah, so, so Don Van Horn always was picking on people. And, and Don was a big 14-year-old, and I was a small 12-year-old. And so I was Don's favorite target and he lived just one street over from us and and one Saturday morning I found myself I don't remember the circumstances exactly but anyway I'm here Don Van Horn is here my garage and the door that leads to it is over there so he's between me and my house and Don starts explaining to me exactly the things he's about to do to me And none of them sound very good. And and, and my fear is getting quite high. And I realize I've got a big problem right here. And right when I think it's going to get really bad, out of nowhere, my dad comes walking out of the shadows of the garage. And he says, Donald, you need to go home. And with that, he took off. The second I saw my dad, all my fear was gone. Even before he told Donald, You need to go home. Because I was, the presence of my father was with me. And the same is true with us. As we walk through the scary things in life, our father says, I'm there with you, but I will be with you. And, and so, you know, when, when we realize that the Lord is walking with us through our scary times, it goes a long ways of taking the fear away. And, and, and we know that we can trust the Lord to do this. I mean, I love Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Then say, once you become a good enough person, I'll start loving you. No, in our our sin, in our filth, in our disgrace, God loves us us so much that He sent His own Son to die for us. And if that's the way our relationship with the Lord started, then we know that we can count on Him to take us all the way home in that type of love. Gideon continues to protest and he says, you know, I, I'm from the smallest clan of anyone around and I'm the youngest and, 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 and All that is exactly true. And that's exactly the Lord's point is you're not the strongest. I don't want the strongest. I want to make much of myself. And so skipping ahead to chapter 8, the bottom line here is the Midianites have an army of 135,000. And the Israelites have an army of 22,000, all right? Do the math. 135,000 is greater than 22,000, all right? And, and the Lord says, oh, you've got too many. Uh, it, it, people, people might think that I didn't deliver you. Uh, so I'll tell you what, anyone who's scared, just leave. All right, so I've I been out. Okay, uh, and 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 so uh, so, so twelve thousand leave. So now it's one hundred thirty-two thousand versus ten thousand. See, I went to Covenant College. I can do this high math. And 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 and, uh, and and the Lord says, no, that's still too many. So then you remember the famous, you know, go down to the river and whoever laps like dogs, you keep and whoever or not you you send home and, and so they, they they do all that and, and, and at the end of that there's three hundred. How many for Midianites? Hundred and thirty two thousand versus three hundred. And you know that's just to show that salvation belongs to the Lord. We see it throughout scripture. Uh, where, where the Lord brings life out of nothing, it, be it Abraham and Sarah having a, a children, uh, be it uh, the Israelites trapped in Egypt and, and then being freed. That can't happen, but it happens. David versus Goliath is not the greatest story of an underdog beating the big guy. It's the story of the Lord providing salvation where salvation cannot happen. It's Ezekiel preaching to the dry bones and life coming to them. Salvation belongs to the Lord. It's, it's the Virgin Mary having a baby. You can't have a baby. Oh, the Lord can do the impossible. It's, it's Jesus Christ rising again from the dead. Salvation belongs to the to the Lord, and when we have that great of a Savior, that that's that's leading the way, then we know that we're going to be okay. We know that we can trust the Lord. It's it's not about us. We are weak. That's what the Lord is. He's okay with that because He's mighty. He's mighty to save, and, and that's exactly what He does. You see, the story of Gideon is the story of the gospel. Gideon and his 300 men cannot defeat 132,000 people. And you and I, in our own state, cannot make ourselves righteous before the Lord. And yet, the Lord is mighty to save. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and rise again from the dead for those of us that would put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We can find eternal salvation and forgiveness for our sins and a life of eternity with the Lord because He's mighty to save. And so this this battle that happens uh, is the 300 men like blow a horn and break some glass, and 120,000 of the Midianites just kill each other. You know, it's, it's not like these are the 300 greatest warriors in the history of the world that figured out how to, how to whoop 135,000, 120 in the initial battle. Uh, it's, it's the Lord. It's the Lord, and that's what the Lord wants you to, to see is that the Lord saves. At the end of chapter 8, Gideon dies himself. uh, And we don't hear from Gideon again in the Bible until we get to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, You know, the, the, the hall of fame. Right? And here's week... Weak, weak Gideon, listed among those uh, that did mighty things for the Lord, because he had the faith to 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 say, "Okay, Lord, three hundred of us versus all of them, it's going to have to be you. It's going to have to be you." Jesus is. For all of us who sometimes grow weary, who sometimes get afraid, flat out, worn out sometimes. Jesus is for us who sometimes feel thankless. It's only in Christ that we can have assurance of peace and hope and trust. Do you trust God alone for your salvation? If you do, then you can trust God alone to see you through the scary times in your life. For Jesus, we have no reason to fear because He says, I will be with you. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you for us look at your word. Thank you for being a God who uh, we can trust, who knows us, knows our fears, and yet comes alongside us and says, I will be with you. Uh, Lord, thank you for being powerful and mighty to save. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.